For the Canadian Society of Physician Leaders, I'm Pat Rich, and this is Leading the Way, the podcast for and about physician leaders. On today's show, your host, Dr. Johnny Van Arda, Executive Medical Director of CSPL, will be speaking with Sue Robbins. Sue is a Vancouver-based author and health activist who has a wealth of experience with the healthcare system as both a caregiver and as a cancer patient. Over to you, Johnny. Well, thanks very much, Pat, and welcome, Sue. It's so great to connect today after uh, so many years. Yes, Johnny, I'm very happy to be here. We know that you are a nationally and internationally recognized patients advocate. And that's from so many aspects, right? Because you have experienced the Canadian health system first as a mother of a child that needed support. And and that's one place where we met in the past. And then as a patient and a family advocate, both as a volunteer and as an employee. And, and then you became a patient yourself. And so my first question is, how, how has the order, how has the sequence in which you have been exposed to our health system How has that influenced your thinking? How has that influenced you? And would you think differently today if that sequence had been in a different order? Thinking about the road that I've taken, I would say I really started in healthcare when I enrolled in nursing school. So I was in nursing for two years and then I dropped out. I'm a nursing school dropout and went into English and ended up getting an English degree instead. And I'd say that was my first little glimpse into healthcare behind the scenes. And I would say that I was started to be very interested in the whole concept of staff well-being at that time, because that was the reason that I dropped out of nursing. So I'll just kind of park that for a bit and then zoom forward to when I became the mom of my youngest son, Aaron, who has Down syndrome and who had a number of medical concerns early on in his life. Parents of disabled kids have no choice but to become advocates and I was what I would call a very reluctant advocate. I'm an introvert. I'm a people pleaser. I don't like conflict or to make people upset. But it's something that if your child needs services, they need some sort of support, they need care, you have to speak up. Like that's just the way the system is built, is that you're forced to become an advocate, reluctant or not. And that kind of turned me into this mama bear idea, which I know anyone who works in pediatrics knows the the concept of that. And then five years ago, I got breast cancer. And I remember someone saying, oh, now you get to have the patient experience, not just the family experience. And I'm like, well, thanks a lot. I'd rather, you know, not have to have cancer to find out what it's like to be a patient. But what was interesting at that time is even though I had a lot of tools in my toolkit for advocacy, I knew how to speak up and ask questions and be respectful. And in fact, go to the media if I had to, if there was something, you know, really big going on as far as policy change that I needed to. But when I was a cancer patient, I became quite small again. I would say like very tiny and I felt very vulnerable. And it's almost as if when I was advocating for Aaron's care and services, I kind of hid behind him a bit. And when I got cancer, it really exposed me and, and I felt very raw. So if I had had cancer first and then been a caregiver, I think that maybe I wouldn't have really learned to speak up because I would have already felt small. That's a, that's a great insight and it it leads immediately to to my my next question uh, talking about sequence you have written two books 
And when, when, I, when I look at your two books, I see an evolution in your thinking. So can you share a little bit with our listeners what the difference between the two books is and what you, you are trying to achieve with both of them? Bird's Eye View, my first book, which was published a little over two years ago, is very much the story of me as a dropout nurse and me as a caregiver of my son and then me as a cancer patient. So it's a personal story. Some people have called it a memoir, which I hesitate a little bit about because I tried to make sure in Bird's Eye View that I've got specific lessons in there for the readers who I was hoping would be healthcare professionals. So Really, I I wrote Bird's Eye View thinking, if I was standing in front of a group of medical students, what would I want them to know from a patient and family perspective? So it's very personal. And it talks a lot about compassion and kindness at point of care. The whole idea about, you know, holding people's hands and knocking on the door before you go in and, and helping people who are lost in the hallways of hospital corridors. Ducks in a row is more of a a system book. Although I say the word system kind of with quotes. I know you've got lots of thoughts about system thinking, Johnny, but it's more about my experience working in healthcare. So it's very much my workbook. So I I worked in two children's hospitals in the area of patient and family-centered care and patient engagement. So I talk a lot about engagement. I talk a lot about feedback and how we need to have safe spaces for feedback. And I talk about art and humanities and healthcare. So it's very much, even though Bird's Eye View is called Bird's Eye View, I'd say Ducks in a Row is even more Zoom back, looking at the whole hospital system as opposed to my specific personal experience. So both your books and, and, and all your experiences in different arenas, so to speak, basically come down to what many call patient-centered care. And you and I have had conversations over the years on the difference between patient-centered care and relationship-centered care. How do you see, how do you see that? What, what is, according to you, the difference between patient-centered care and relationship-centered care? The idea of relationship-centered care truthfully came from you (laughs) because, you know, first we we don't really talk about patient-centered care as much anymore. It's more patient experience, patient engagement. But what I realized when I worked in a children's hospital as staff and I showed up and I told staff, I'm here to talk about patient and family-centered care. And everybody looked at me like I had three heads. And then they looked at me rather angrily because they said, but we already are patient and family centered. They felt that the idea of me coming in to say uh, what patients and families want was actually a threat to them. And it wasn't the way to go about creating relationships with them is by kind of talking about all the deficits first. And I think the concept of patient-centered care brings that with it. It's like, it's not all about me, 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 me as the patient and my demands and my needs, because in fact, healthcare is about a relationship, mostly about a relationship between two people. And there's mutuality in that, I think. And that's, that includes getting to know each other and connecting as human beings. And so when you brought up the concept of relationship-centered care, I thought that's it. Exactly. Like that's the 2.0 that we need to start talking about. 
I mean, I don't know about you, but when I hear the word patience, immediately from my mental models and my upbringing and history and whatever else, there's some kind of a power imbalance, which kind of disappears a little bit when you replace the word patient with relationship. Right. And when we say patients, it's very hospital based, I think, and also like physician office based. Like we totally forget the whole community health care movement when we talk about patients and also in long term care, they don't call people patients. So patients is a bit exclusionary, I think, in that way, although I don't mind being called a patient. But I'll just tell you a little story. I, I once with another mom spoke to a group of pediatric residents and we talked about how it feels to be a mom when your kid is hospitalized and, you know, some of the things that residents could do to help comfort us and, and you know, help our children heal. And it was all about kindness and compassion. But then we got the evaluations back later. And one of the pediatric residents said, well, you're only talking about you, he said, like he was being very honest. It was an anonymous evaluation. He said, what about us? We work so hard for you and your child. And I had forgotten to recognize them because I was all caught up in what our needs are. And it really showed me, it was a very humbling moment. And it really showed me that we need to start talking about us together. And really, that's what relationship standard care does for me. Both your books focus a lot on the systems components of health care. In other words, the services provided in the hospital and in, in doctor's offices. And, and what we need to do is zoom out and look at health, which affects even more of our well-being, so to speak. Zooming out looking at health in general. And so I submit that it's the responsibility of all of us to improve uh, the system and advocates for these, uh, for these changes. But then on the other hand, we live in a world that's becoming increasingly polarized. So, so do you have any thoughts on how, as individuals, as citizens, Canadians, we can make a meaningful impact to achieve this? Well, that's what Ducks is all about. So I'm really, it's kind of a, a book based on a lofty idea that I believe we need more humanity in healthcare. But the second question is, is how do we go about doing it? And really, I wrote the book for ordinary people, particularly those who work in healthcare in any kind of position, and what they can do individually to make healthcare a more healing place. So it's based on the big idea, but it's got very practical suggestions. And in the book, when you see the print copy of the book and you flip through it, they've got, there's little ducks that are scattered through it because I've got a bit of a bird thing, obviously. Uh, a bunch of little ducks scattered throughout the book that, ha that, are, that are connected to very specific ideas. So as a citizen, you know, I've been trying for system change for years, Johnny, and you know I have, like I've been on every committee, every council, you know, chaired groups, like I have done it all. And have I moved the needle on system change? I mean, this pandemic has shown me that no, actually, the whole idea of patient engagement movement is not that strong after all. So when I hear the term system change, I kind of want to put my head down on the table. And I also don't have any control over you know, how hospitals are funded, you know, how doctors get paid, what's included in the Canada Health Act and what's not, right? So there's so many big things that I can't control. So what Ducks in a Road does is it talks about the so-called little things that actually can mean a lot that are within our control. And that includes people who are like, I don't know, unit clerks, parking attendants, mammogram techs, 
uh, not just doctor and doctors and nurses, but anybody who's got any kind of influence in healthcare and what they can do to make healthcare a, a kinder place. And I'll just give a few examples of that. I have the, my practical ideas like, you know, being a secret shopper and going, if you have influence over a waiting room and going and sitting in your waiting room and seeing what that experience is like for patients, what kind of arts on the wall is CNN playing on the TV or could we have something quieter, like providing places, safe spaces for patients and families to give feedback. So the health system can learn thinking about having soft music piped in. Like there's so many very practical things I think that we can do now. And it's kind of the idea that you do these small things and they build and they build and they build. And from the bottom, which is the only thing I can really talk to, that's how I think there's a groundswell of culture change. And I know you talk a lot about the top and I think really true change is about meeting the top and the bottom in the middle. I'm not sure that whatever advocacy you and others have been doing up till now hasn't accomplished anything. Yes, you're right. We saw so many cracks becoming very white, so to speak, during the pandemic. But I think something changed and the public has become more aware of that. And I think what many advocates have done so far is perhaps put in the kernels, put in the seats that hopefully will germinate um, after the pandemic because the pandemic actually fertilized the ground, I think, for changes that are so necessary. So in that context, uh, I'd like to ask you, do you have any final thought for physicians and physician leaders? I would say in relation to this actual podcast and you talking to me, and believe me, I got my BA in English. I don't have graduate degrees. I'm a regular person in healthcare. I think the fact that we learn from each other and that's part of our relationship is this mutual learning is a really, really powerful thing. So the one thing I hope your audience takes away from is that we can learn from each other and to be open enough to being uncomfortable maybe with what you hear, because often what patients and families say is what I would say is constructive, right? So it might not always be positive feedback, but I think that that's actually where the learnings are. And that's where this starts, this revolution, if this is something that we're going to start up because we are in shambles right now, I really do feel it, is that we have to first start, as Margaret Wheatley talks a lot about this, right? About starting these conversations to listen to each other, to learn, and then, as I hope my book shows, taking action to do things differently. That's where I think we grow and learn. So, Sue, I'm really very grateful for the time because I'm, I know you're busy with the release of your book. I'm very grateful for you spending the time with us. It has been an absolute pleasure, Johnny. Thank you. All right. And with that, Pat, I'm sending this back over to you in Ottawa. Thanks, Johnny, and thanks, Sue. That's our show for today. Sue's latest book, Ducks in a Row, Healthcare Reimagined, has just been published and will be reviewed in next month's Canadian Journal of Physician Leadership. We hope you have enjoyed our first podcast of the new year and will continue to listen to future episodes. Please subscribe to them through your favorite podcast platform or access them via the CSPL website at physicianleaders.ca. Until next time.